Oh, friends and neighbors, boys and girls, everybody out there. Children of all ages. Children of the Lord. (laughs) Okay. That's a weird way to go after that, but I like where you're at, Kev. Yeah, well, you know where I am at is at an interesting place in the week because aren't really at the beginning of the week. Now, I had a bit of a... Um, a long weekend, and I relaxed a little bit on Monday. I still worked, but I, yeah. I, I, you know, took a little bit of time for myself. And so, uh, but we still, that was the beginning of the week. Uh, not really at the end of the week. No, either. we're not at the weekend yet, so we're kind of way, way out. out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Way out Wednesday. Way out Wednesday, boy. We That's love right. it. Yeah, we do, because we bring you stories that the lamestream media refuse to touch. They these are stories even. are going to wow and amaze your friends. Exactly. The mainstream media, the lamestream media, honestly, yeah. are they going to even look at these stories, give them the time of day? Nope. No, they're not. They're that's not. what they wipe my that's ass what we do with here at Way. That's, that's what, what we, they're going to do. That's what we do here at Way Out Wednesday. We, br- we are here for you. So, Kev, where are we starting? We're starting in the sky. Ooh, all right. In the sky to six feet under. Oh, wow. That's that's a quick change that's around. That's a quick change around. Well, we're, we're bringing you a segment which we used to do, uh, for, for those of you longtime Way Out Wednesday fans, this is an old segment where people on the airplane talk about various yes, things. Yes, what's going on. Yeah, I read one of those earlier this week. I don't think this is this one, but one of them said, do never, ever, ever, ever touch the flush button on a bathroom toilet no. with your actual bare hand. Oh, absolutely not. That's disgusting. Yeah, that's, you know, you want to if if you want a quick way to get coronavirus or monkeypox or anything. Yeah. <laughs> that go would be do the way that. to do it. Yeah. No. Uh this this hostess uh as a TikTok and on her TikTok she explains what happens if somebody dies on the plane. Yeah, that is a weird phenomenon I hope I never experience. Yeah. Although if I'm really sick, maybe I'll buy a plane ticket just to make sure people have to deal with it. Yeah. So it, it interestingly enough, now I thought it was very um almost unrealistic in one of my favorite movies, Commando, when oh, Arnold Schwarzenegger yeah. beats that guy up on the plane and breaks his neck and he sort of just sits there the whole flight. But apparently that's what happens. Yeah. If somebody dies on the yeah, plane. Yeah, they don't do yeah, they they have to be there. Like they have to be in their seat. They can't throw things off for like landing and everything. So you just got to you're stuck next to the dead person. Yeah, they're saying and one of the one of the tropes in movies is somebody dies, I'll put them in the bathroom. Not a good idea no. because they'll be flopping, flopping around, around and you know, they won't be able to hold on to anything. So keeping them strapped in, uh they said, you know, there's if there's a medical personnel on site, they might be able to try, you know, resuscitation yes. or something. Yeah. But I mean, if somebody's toes up, as my grandfather would say, toes uh, up from the flows up, basically. That so they said, you know, they they would just inform people, hey, you know, this person's dead, uh, but we gotta keep them, <laughs> we gotta keep them dead. We we gotta keep them here next to you, but here's an extra little snack pack. Here's some pretzels. Here's some extra pretzels for you, and some extra peanuts. Just because of, you know, you got to sit next to the dead person for the rest of the flight. Yeah. Moving on to another weird story. Uh, this one comes to us from, I love the fact that over in England they have Mumsnet. I Mumsnet. Guess. Yes, Mumsnet. I'm going to have to create an account on Mumsnet. Yeah, just to see. So this, this uh, user on Mumsnet talks about moving into their new home. And it's always fraught with... God, I hope the neighbors are okay. Yeah. Like, I'm very fortunate. The wife and I, we have a fantastic, like, triumvirate of neighbors there. We all get along under the cul-de-sac. It's kind of a whole thing. We're like the cul-de-sac council. So I have really great neighbors, yeah. right? So very lucky in that aspect. This individual, not so lucky. Here's here's what happened. They first move in, all right? Um, they 
the neighbors and will wait and watch until both of their cars are home, right? And then they come over, knock on the door, and invite themselves in for coffee, right? Hmm, so okay. neighbor sees both both people home. Hello, can we make some coffee? And then proceeds just walk right in the house, whether they're invited or not, and start making the coffee. Okay, mm. a little maybe overly friendly. So you go, okay, that that that's something. That's weird. But, but that's you know, weird, what? first but... first time in the neighborhood, they you know maybe they just they they're just trying to be friendly. Right, exactly. So then it moves on to that to where when they're out and about, the neighbors will start sending text messages asking where they are and when they're getting home. Ooh. Okay, that's a, that's another step a little too. Okay, so then they started to not they, they didn't respond to the messages. So yeah. they're like, uh, that's just too much information. Like we're neighbors, I I'm I'm amicable with you, but I don't need that's you around all the time. We well, then the neighbors started sending their deliveries to these people, like set their default delivery to these people's homes instead of their own home. They were getting like their Amazon and everything sent to the other people's home to have a reason to come over. At one point, they said they tried to deliver a six-seater table and chairs to our house. That's where he starts drawing the line. You go, okay, this is a little overkill. Now, the woman explained how her partner is convinced that their acts are an excuse to come over and try to make contact, which it seems that way. However, things took a dramatic turn as one day the woman found her neighbors in her garden. So they get home from the house, and the neighbor's in the garden, and she's like, uh, what are you doing here? And the neighbor goes, oh, I'm checking on your cat. Because, you know, you guys were you were out for a little bit. Oh. Um, they said that basically, she goes, it's a cat. We're only out for a matter of hours. What's the reason for this bizarre behavior? Uh, in the beginning, I interpreted it as them desperate for friendship. But now it's really starting to, starting to irk me. As well it should. Yeah. Like, it's one thing if, like, you happen to, like, cross paths with the neighbors. Like, my neighbors and I hang out from time to time. But it, but whenever we're gone, like if we're gone on vacation, we'd send text messages to each other being like, hey, we're going to be gone. Just let you know. Keep an eye on the house. That kind of thing. That's something a serial killer would do. But, I'm checking on your cat. But, but, it, but it's not only that. It is the fact that just when they're out on groceries, right? But just when they leave, they're gone for a few hours and the neighbor's like, hey, where are you in? What are you coming home? What are like yeah. that's just overbearing like spouse, right? Or overbearing like individual in a relationship always having to know where you're at how how, how it's creepy how, it's very fatal attraction no they're gonna is. come home one day and the cat's gonna be in that coffee pot yeah it'll be like i don't think that i'm being ignored no, yeah you know? oh my god ew have you seen the episode of spongebob where spongebob goes to school and it's like well patrick what do you usually do and he's like wait for you to come home like that's what this sounds like yes exactly so uh, one user said don't let them in. Nip this thing in a bud real quick. And I think you have to set parameters. It's one thing to be like, you know, like I said, neighborly, but it's another to be freaking creepy. The weirdos. Yeah. What time? What? Where are you at? What time are you coming home? Can I check your cat? Yeah. I'm going to check your cat. I'm going to check your cat. And then I'm going to come to your house. Then I'm going to send a table to your house so I can have my friends over at your house. I poked some holes in your cat's stomach so it could breathe better. <laughs> Weirdos. Yikes. <laughs> What's next, Kevin? Way out Wednesday. Well, we have another uh, friend who goes a little bit too far. Oh, okay. Man, I'll read the headline for you. Man accused of killing his friend claims it was to stop him from summoning Sasquatch. Wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. <clears throat> 
Is Sasquatch something you can summon? Because if so, we'd have more pictures of Sasquatch. Yeah, we wouldn't have the one of him walking like doing know, his, his arms. Yeah, his whole thing looking at the camera. Yeah. Although I did read somewhere where someone said that Sasquatch may be an interdimensional being. Hmm. But I still don't think you can just summon him. But anyway, continue the story of this weird guy who killed a friend over this. Yeah. Sanders, how, many dr- how many drugs are involved here, by the way? Oh, I don't know. Probably a lot. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> an Oklahoma noodler was arrested. I guess he was swimming. Uh, arrested and reportedly confessed to killing his fishing partner, claiming he did so to stop Bigfoot from coming to eat him. What? Yeah. Uh, Larry. First of all, noodling is weird anyway. That's fishing with your hands. Ew. Shoving your hands down these holes, hope a catfish bites it. Yeah. All right. Larry Doyle Sanders, 53 years old, had been noodling. Oh, LDS. Yeah, LDS. Uh, with his friend Jimmy Knighton. Oh, not Jimmy Knighton. Not Jimmy Knighton. Spelled K N I G H T. Oh, yeah. He'd been, he'd been knighting he'd before. Been knighted. Uh, he discovered Jimmy intended to feed him to the Sasquatch. Larry claimed at the big. Larry indicated Jimmy attempted to get away from him so the Sasquatch could eat him. What so, is going on in all this story? It appeared to be the under. Sheriff John Christian told KTEN he appeared to be under the influence of something. Duh. Yeah. I said that from the beginning. You get the headline of man kills friend to stop him from summoning, Sas- summoning Sasquatch. You know a lot of drugs. Yeah. Sanders, Don't noodle while on drugs. No, no, no. Sanders had outstanding warrants from two drug-related cases. In 2019, he was placed on probation for bringing meth into the jail after being arrested for public intoxication. Kids, here's the thing. Public service announcement, nothing else from Way Out Wednesday. Meth. It'll you up. Yeah, don't, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't bring meth to the jail either. Yeah, exactly. Not a good idea. You know, start low. And start no with one, some weed. To, no matter what they say, unless it's Gandalf in front of you, no one's summoning Sasquatch. No. Sasquatch likes to keep to himself, all right? He may be up here where Bob Salem visited, though. Hi, Bob Salem. Yeah, Bob Salem, 53 year old from Colorado. Uh, Bob just pushed a peanut up. <laughs> Pike's Peak with his nose over the past seven days. With his nose? Yeah. Uh, the man did most of the push at night. Uh, he told the local radio station, went through roughly two dozen peanuts along the way. Ah, damn it. A peanut fell off the thing. Just give me a new peanut. Yeah. Uh, old Bob Salem, however, didn't use his hands and moved the peanut along the 12.6-mile route to the top of the mountain. He decided to let his nose do the pushing, which is a whole thing. Yeah. Um, he, uh, he did have an aid, though. He had a homemade contraption which is a CPAP machine with a duct tape spoon on it to push the peanut up the up Pike's Peak. What the Took him seven days, Kev, seven days. But <laughs> would you believe this isn't the first individual to push a peanut up uh, Pike's Peak with their nose? It dates back to um, the Travel Channel highlighted uh, Texas craftsman Bill Williams' journey uh, with a peanut. He won a $50 bet in 1929. Someone bet him 50 bucks. He wouldn't push a peanut up Pike's Peak with his nose. And he said, ha ha, I'll show you for $50. Yeah. It's the Depression. We need all the money we can exactly. get. Exactly. In 1963, Ulysses Baxter pushed a peanut up the mountain in eight days, which set the record. But now Bob Salem is, a, is the uh, record holder. By the way, he is the first one to, in the 21st century, to push a peanut up, his, up uh, Pike's Peak with his nose. Yeah, well, how much money would it take you? And Bob did it for free. Bob did it just Bob to get the record. Free. He wanted to beat Ulysses Baxter. But I'm telling you what, someone comes to me and says, I want you to go up Pike's Peak uh, with a peanut. Uh, 14,100 foot summit, by the way. 115 foot summit is old Pike's Peak. Someone comes to me and goes, hey, 
I want you to push a peanut up uh, Pike's Peak with your nose. You got to pay me more than 50 bucks. You have to pay me a little bit of money. You know, yeah. the Lord took a day for rest. He did it in seven. Yeah, exactly. Bob, Bob Salem didn't rest on the seventh day. No, he Bob didn't. Salem said, screw you, Ulysses Baxter. I'm pushing that peanut up Pike's Peak. That's a lot of peas there, by the that's way. That's a lot of peas. And, and up that mountain, that's got to be a bit off, right? And it's got to be way, way out. out. Yeah, like yeah. you did there. Yeah, way out yeah. Wednesday. Someone asked me to push a peanut up Pike's Peak. I say El Chapo. I say, cut that bitch off.